Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. It's a nutritious smoothie of creamy, fresh yogurt, vanilla, protein powder, and a mushy banana. For your mind, drink it all down. It's nummy. I want vanilla. I want, I want vanilla. <clears throat> Here comes Eric Metaxas. Hey there, folks. Welcome to what I typically call Wednesday. It's Woden's Day. It is a pagan day. As a Christian, it offends me. But what can I do? Tomorrow is Thor's Day, another pagan day. It's very difficult. And it, to help me deal with these problematic, uh, evil days of the week, I have my friend John Zmirak. John, welcome. Hey, Eric. You know, I'm not so bothered by the ancient pagan stuff because I'm consoled by the fact that today's progressive Christians are worse than any form of paganism that is. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's true. No, they are worse than the Aztecs. They are worse than the Canaanites. The, the, the liberal Christians we face today all represent a view of life that is more disgusting, degenerate, unnatural, and dare I say demonic than anything that existed before the gospel. And that's for a reason. Just like a foreign illness, if you get a disease, your body's immune system can fight it off. You know what your body's immune system has a hard time fighting off? Cancer that takes your DNA and hijacks it to fool your immune system to kill you more effectively. And that is what progressive Christianity is. It is a mutated cancer tumor that is metastasizing, no offense, Eric, given your last name, that is metastasizing in our systems and eating the church alive from the inside. And there's no other way to explain the kind of Christian who says that it's Christian nationalism to try to defend basic moral beliefs that any pagan should be unable to understand because of his own reason and the law written on the human heart. It is according to Rob Reiner and Russell Moore and David French and Phil Vischer and all those churches that have rainbow flags hanging over their gorgeous buildings that they inherited from people who actually believed in God, according to all those people, it is Christian nationalism to say that we shouldn't kill babies, castrate little kids based on pseudoscience, that we shouldn't seize everyone's guns, open the borders, and let radical Islam dominate the public square. Now, it's tempting to say, if this be Christian nationalism, let us make the most of it. But I don't think it's wise, as I argue at stream.org, I don't think it's wise for us to adopt our enemy's terms. I want to remind people, where did Christian nationalism, the term, where did the term come from? It was made up 
by Pete, by left-wing secular atheist academics working along with people at the Southern Poverty Law Center and the Anti-Defamation League and other anti-Christian hate groups. It was made up. They, they workshopped it. They focus-grouped it. Christian nationalism was made up as a term to sound vaguely like white nationalism. So it's kind of like Pavlov's bell making the dog salivate. It was designed to make old people in Florida write big checks to these to these organizations. We're going to stop the white nationalists and the Christian nationalists. And people go, let's be clear. Let's oh be clear. God. Christian nationalism is Satan's name for Christian faith. That's Actual right. Christian faith is called by the devil and those who are serving him Christian nationalism. It is a term invented to silence the voice of God in the people of God. It has no other reason for existing than to shut down actual Christian faith. People need to understand this. It is a boogeyman. It is created just to scare people from speaking. And if you listen to it, you are agreeing with the devil. That's the shorter version of what it is. Let me give let me give a, a, a historical example. In the 1920s, the, the, the early Nazis made up a term, Judeo-Bolshevism. Any person who was in the middle, much less the left, they would accuse of being in bed with the Judeo-Bolsheviks. Now, the term Judeo-Bolshevism was made up, just like Christian nationalism, as a dog whistle, as a hate term, to falsely imply that everyone who was Jewish was a communist, that everyone was a, who was a communist was at least controlled by the Jews, and that there was a global conspiracy of Jewish capitalists and Jewish communists to destroy the human race. Christian nationalism was made up the same way by the same kind of propagandists, by the Joseph Goebbels of today, to demonize and terrorize and slander People like you and me who think you shouldn't kill babies, you shouldn't castrate kids, you shouldn't steal elections, you shouldn't have open borders that drug traffickers and human traffickers control instead of the government. Um, another made-up term that they use is election denial. If you have doubts about one particular election, the 2020 presidential election, you are an election denier. That is meant to evoke in the back of people's minds Holocaust denier, so that those people write checks to these greedy organizations like the Southern Poverty Law Center. Climate denier, that's my favorite term. If you don't believe the speculative weird science that people like Bill Gates, who have no scientific background, are trying to impose on the entire world, you're a climate denier. I embrace that term. I say America, the earth does not have a climate. It has never had a climate. It will not have a climate until we build one right here in the USA, creating millions of American jobs. Mike Lindell is on that. He's working That's on it right now. He's creating a climate uh, in a factory in Minnesota. It's American made. And uh, that's we're the only thing I care about. And we're going to make Mexico pay for the climate. You know, this is a reminder, folks. Please go to mystore.com or mypillow.com. Uh, help Mike Lindell. I help this program by using the code Eric. You can get most of my books. Now you can get Letter to the American Church uh, and Bonhoeffer and all of my books at mystore.com. Use the code Eric. Help Mike Lindell out. He's been canceled like crazy. Now, John, I, I have to ask you, um, we have been uh, 
There's so much happening. Uh, what have you written about lately that we should touch on? Thanks. Well, my piece at stream.org, if someone asks you whether you're a Christian, Christian nationalist, what should you say? And uh, this is based on, there was a, an article at Politico that came out warning that allies of Donald Trump are going to infuse the next Trump administration, if it's elected, with Christian nationalism. This is scary. This is terrifying stuff, Eric. And what is that Christian nationalism involved? Okay, so I actually, for Lent, I went and I read the Politico piece. Trump allies prepare to infuse Christian nationalism in second administration. And here are some of the things that Christian nationalism entails, according to Politico, which is like, it's like the high school yearbook of our dumb elites, okay? Uh, Christian nationalists believe in a terrifying concept called natural law. And here's what Politico says. Natural law is the belief that there are universal rules derived from God that can't be superseded by government or judges. While it is a core pillar of Catholicism, in recent decades, it's been used to oppose abortion, LGBTQ plus rights, and contraception. Natural law. Who, what kind of extremist talks about natural law? Well, I'll give a few extremists in the past. Martin Luther King Jr., in his letter from the Birmingham jail, talked about natural law as the reason that civil rights demonstrators could violate segregation laws because there is a higher law that supersedes human law. John, that's very, very inconvenient for people that Martin Luther King Jr. was an advocate of national law and must now be denounced as a Christian nationalist, along with Washington and all these other terrible, scary people who believe in this stuff. Do you know who was a, the biggest enemy of natural law in the 20th century? The Nazis. The Nazis hated the idea of natural law because it constrained what the Fuhrer could do. So great people who advocated natural law, like the great Catholic scholar Heinrich Roman, who I write about in my, in my book with Jason Jones, The Race to Save Our Century, Heinrich Roman had to flee Nazi Germany for preaching natural law. So it's great to know that Politico is now... I want to I get back to the Nazis when we come back. We're going to a break. Folks, I want to remind you, a Soccer Team City event in New York City uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night. Uh, you can watch it online, but you have to be signed up for Socrates Plus. Go to SocratesInTheCity.com, and you can check it out. We'll have James O'Keefe. We'll be right back with John Smirak. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I am proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash metaxas, patriotmobile.com slash metaxas, or call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the offer code metaxas. Join me. Make the switch today. That's patriotmobile.com slash metaxas. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. 
In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com check it out just cuz you say so don't make it welcome back uh, folks i got to remind you we're doing uh, a fundraiser this month for the heroes at the alliance defending freedom they are heroes we will have interviews uh, with them throughout the month but they are doing god's work they are using their brilliant talent as lawyers pro bono okay they do this for free they they, they don't make money off of this this is why we have to support them to preserve our religious liberties they fight in the courts uh, all the way up to the supreme court they almost always win they are amazing people they're heroes we need to support them please go to metaxastalk.com you'll see the banner uh, i'm going to be reminding you about this all month please give what you can they're asking for a hundred dollars please give sacrificially they are doing god's work they are doing this for us we all benefit uh when they fight uh i, I cannot even imagine the world without the alliance defending freedom uh if you knew how much they were doing anybody who knows about them you realize they are absolute heroes so go to metaxastalk.com please uh and sign up for the alliance defending freedom and let me remind you uh before i get back to john smirak that tomorrow night which is to say thursday in new york city we have a socrates and city event with james o'keefe uh absolute talk about a hero amazing uh, i'm looking forward to that conversation that's tomorrow night if you can get there you got to sign up quick but if you can't get there you can watch it live as it happens um, but you have to be a member of Socrates Plus. So you have to go to SocratesInTheCity.com, sign up for Socrates Plus. It's very, very cheap, but you get tons of stuff, including live streams. And the first one will be tomorrow night if you sign up today. So John Zmirak, you just said something earlier about how people who demonize Christian demonize Christians. They want to demonize Christians who live out their faith as Christian nationalists, and they're accusing them of really scary stuff like believing in natural law. And then you made the point that, you know, guess who was against believing in natural law? Oh, the Nazis. And it made me think, I remember when I would hear people, whether it would be you or others, compare some of the things that are happening to the Nazis. And I remember vividly kind of sneering at it, thinking, oh, come on. You know, it's the standard argument oh, come on, there's no argument. You just don't like it. It's, it's kind of repulsive. You, you don't want to be an extremist. So you say, ah, come on. The more time passes, the more I am simply astonished at the parallels. Evil always operates along the same tracks. And we could talk for years about the parallels of what the Nazis believed and did 
and what the secular left believes and does today. It's it's almost unbelievable when you look at it. If you haven't seen it before, you think, can it be? Can it be that 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 those who believed in eugenics and believed in that they, they did all these things and we're hearing the same thing now? So when you bring this up, that that they're just trying to shut down people and they're banking on people being ignorant, historically ignorant, and they can shut you down simply by saying, ooh, you don't want to be one of those Christian nationalists. That's all these voices have to do to silence many Christians. And you and I are trying to inject courage and hope uh, into the hearts and minds of Christians and say, do not fall for this, ladies and gentlemen. Do not fall for it. Let's remember what natural law is. It's the idea that a law passed by the government could be wrong because of a moral principle. That's it. That's all natural law means. If you don't believe in natural law, then you cannot say slavery was wrong because it was the law of the land. Uh You can't say abortion is wrong because it was the law of the land. You couldn't say that the Nuremberg race laws of 1933, which forbade Jews and Gentiles to get married, and strip Jews of citizenship. You couldn't say that was wrong. And you know, in order to do the Nuremberg war crimes trials, the US and the allies had to revive the concept of natural law because otherwise the Nazis could have gone on the stand and said, I was enforcing the law of the land. What do you want me to do? I was just enforcing the law. And the only way you could put Christoph Waltz Waltz in prison, That's the actor I was imitating. The only way you could put the Nazis in prison or hang them as they so richly deserve was to say there is a law higher than the laws passed by legislatures. Other, the opposite position, it's called legal positivism. It says whatever is the law, you have to obey. So by that standard, nothing is wrong if you can jam it through the Senate and the Congress. If you could get... <laughs> the Senate and the Congress and the president to say, we're going to solve all social problems in 70 short years, no sex. Nobody's going to have sex. And in 70 years, we'll have no more social problems. You couldn't say that was wrong because it's the law of the land. That- you know, while, you're, while you're talking about natural law, I don't want to forget Bonhoeffer, and I write about it in my Bonhoeffer book. He was very interested uh, in that natural law. And at the time, uh, we can thank... Uh, our Catholic brothers and sisters, we who are not Catholic, for for pushing forward the idea of natural law, because a lot of people didn't understand it. But Bonhoeffer was very interested uh, in it, and I write about it in my book. So all of these people who say, oh, you're being Christian nationalists, oh, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, again, they're agreeing with the Nazis, they're disagreeing with Martin Luther King Jr. and Dietrich Bonhoeffer. How inconvenient for them, John. Exactly. And let's remember, natural law is not, we're going to base all public law on the Bible. So we're going to put all of Leviticus into effect. No, that's not what natural law is. Natural law is the law written on the human heart. Natural law is the covenant of Noah. Natural law is the set of truths that any rational human being who believes in God and believes in the immortality of the soul, that's it just believes those two things, any rational person could see that it's wrong to kill the innocent. It's wrong to commit incest. It's wrong to commit adultery. It's wrong to steal. These are the fundamental 
moral intuitions that every human being who has ever reached the age of reason had accessible to him. You don't need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't need the grace of faith infused in your heart by the Holy Spirit. You just need a functioning brain and to be intellectually honest. And that's why everybody is responsible if they violate the natural law. Whether or not they receive the grace of faith, the fact that they are breathing and have a functioning brain means they are bound to see that it is wrong to castrate little kids. It is wrong to seize all the guns and make the government omnipotent. It is wrong to take children away from their parents because you want to teach them weird sex beliefs that the parents don't believe in. So the left is really scared of natural law, the way the demons were terrified when Jesus showed up. Why have everything the left says, it basically boils down to, why have you come to torment us, son of man, before our appointed time? Everything that comes through our media is just a variation of that because <laughs> it's all principalities and powers. I don't demonize my enemies. I know they are controlled by demons, and I hate the demons for doing it. I am trying to reach out and rescue the human dignity of these hollow meat puppets that, that populate our media speaking in the voices of demons. I, you know, I have to say that we're, we're living in an extraordinary moment. We knew that the secular left would pull out all the stops and they haven't even begun folks with, this is an election year, anything they can say or do, they will say and do. They have, uh, they got Russell Moore and David French. We talked about this with Megan Basham the other day to create a Bible study called the after party. Uh, it was, it was going to be called the after birth, but that was taken. Uh, and they are trying to push this into churches effectively to neutralize Christians from behaving politically, from actually exercising the ability to vote in a free country. They are they're they're selling these lies. It's very clever. You know, they don't come out and say it in that way. But it is the antithesis of what I know is true and what John knows is true and what most people know is true. And, you know, John, it's interesting because they will succeed with some people. But generally, most people, if you give them an opportunity to look at things, they know right from wrong. And one example of that is the outrageous failure of the film by Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner, who played Meathead in All in the Family, um, you know, created this film. I don't even remember. It's called God and Country, I think. I'm told that it's a a very horrible film in addition to to spreading evil lies. Uh, But but do you know more about it? This is the genius who created This is Spinal Tap and The Princess Bride. He has enormous natural talent. He's a smart guy. He's gifted. Once he turns himself over to the principalities and powers, he just spits out this pathetic junk. It's called God and Country, and uh, Phil Vischer and Russell Moore and David French apparently appear in it, and it's all about how Christians should not do politics because that's a perversion of the gospel, except for the civil rights movement. That was okay. We're not going to explain why there's any difference between the two. You know, you know which forms of politics are approved and which forms are not. Wait, that film opened nationally with huge media. It made $50,000. There are Christian films made on a camcorder in somebody's garage that make more money than that in their own. When we come back, we will talk more about one of the worst films of modern times. We'll be right back. 
Hey, folks, there's nothing worse than hearing about people living in pain, which is why I want to tell you about Keith from Washington and his Relief Factor story. After years of activity from college football to running a martial arts studio at age 51, Keith's body felt like it was wearing out. So he gave Relief Factor a try. Keith says he now has little to no pain in his knees and highly reduced neck pain. Feeling so much better, he pursued a second degree black belt. Folks, I use Relief Factor. When I forget about it, you know, I go on a trip or something, I notice it. I go for a run and I have back pain. Uh, It works for me. I recommend it highly to everyone I can. So if you're living with aches and pains, Relief Factor every day. It's a drug-free supplement developed by doctors. It's helped so many people take back their lives. You got to go to Relief Factor for their three-week quick start kit, only $19.95. Think of this. They're taking a loss because they believe you'll be back. Visit relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. That's 1-800-4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com. How do you feel? Well, I feel great. One of the reasons I believe I feel better is because I take Balance of Nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. They've got an amazing story of how this product was developed by Dr. Douglas Howard. It's right there on their website. Balance of Nature receives over a thousand success stories every single month. They have hundreds of thousands of customers who've purchased billions of capsules of their fruits and veggies over the past 20 years. You should check it all out on their website. Their products are gluten-free and non-GMO, and they contain no added sugars or synthetics. I think if you're looking for something to make you feel better, Naturally, you should definitely give Balance of Nature a try. In fact, order today. Whether you order online or call them direct, you must use the promo code ERIC to get the special offer of 35% off. Call them at 800-2468-751 and use discount code ERIC or order online at balanceofnature.com. Use discount code ERIC to get 35% off. Again, the number 800-2468-751. Use discount code ERIC or balanceofnature.com. Welcome back. I'm talking to John Zamirak. John, um, we were just talking about like a very, 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 very bad film on several levels of badness uh, called God and Country by Rob Reiner. I hope no one sees it because it's just, you know, uh, you might get cooties. Um, There is a film out called Letter to the American Church, which I hope everyone sees letter to the American church.com. All the information is at letter to the American church.com. And you, John interviewed me recently for the stream. Uh, it was posted, I believe yesterday, our interview and you linked to a short film made by our friend, Jason Jones. I had dinner with Jason Jones last night. I'm here in Phoenix. I had dinner with him. He made a brilliant short film that illustrates exactly what I'm talking about in my book, Letter to the American Church. Tell us about it. Sure. Um, My interview with you is called Should Christians Back Out of Politics and Sing a Little Louder? There's a famous anecdote from the the 1940s uh, that has been passed along, and and Jason and his, his team made a film of it called Sing a Little Louder. Go look it up on YouTube, sing a little louder. And it's it's this heart-rending 12-minute movie about a German church that was near the train tracks during World War II. And one Sunday, when they were having their nice Lutheran apolitical service, preaching the gospel, uh, a train full of Jews being sent to extermination camps in Poland got stuck on the tracks. 
and they couldn't really hear the words of their Christian service because of the sound of Christ's cousins on the train on the train cars screaming and wailing for someone to come help them, bring them a cup of cold water, do something for them. Now, the pastor was scared of what would happen to his people if they went out there and tried to do anything because there were Nazi soldiers on the train. So he came up with an ingenious solution. He said they should sing louder, sing the Christian hymns of compassion and mercy and love for Jesus and the kingdom of Israel, Sing those hymns louder to drown out the sounds of the Jewish people screaming from the cattle cars where they had been packed by the German government, which the German churches had not done anything to resist because they were preaching the gospel and staying out of politics. If you are at a church where they sing Christian hymns, and they tell you not to try to stop the murder of unborn children, not to try to stop the mutilation and castration of little confused, psychologically confused kids by their schools and their school psychologists. They tell you not to try to keep your country from being hijacked and turned into a leftist dictatorship. They are telling you to sing a little louder. So this film, Sing a Little Louder, it's linked for my interview with you at the stream, or you can find it on YouTube. Watch it. And actually, Eric, I suggested to you in an email, I think when you screen Letter to the American Church, you should also screen this little short film. It drives home your point more powerfully than anything I can think of. Well, I have to say that it just sums things up so beautifully. Uh, and I uh, I think I say in the interview, if people are signed up for my newsletter, I sent it out yesterday, so they have a link to the interview. But um the amazing thing is that Bonhoeffer, one of his famous quotes is, uh, unless you are speaking out for the Jews, he's speaking to his fellow Christians, unless you are speaking out for the Jews, you have no right to sing Gregorian chants. In other words, how dare you worship God if you are not crying out and using whatever power you have, whatever voice you have for those whose lives are being destroyed. You're being silent about that. And that is the American church today. That there are so many people listening to this program now who are going to do say, well, I don't agree with it, but you are going to a church that is looking the other way, that refuses to get involved. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you've become part of the problem. If you're going to a church like that, you've become part of, of the problem. You say, oh, my family's been going there for years. Well, if you're going to a Satanist temple for years, or if the church turned into a Satanist temple, I think you'd leave. We are living in an hour right now in America where you've got to choose. You cannot support churches that are looking the other way, that are effectively singing a little louder, like the German church in the film, while Jews are being taken to their deaths. And that's what's happening today. John, I'm just so glad for you reminding us, because that film came out a number of years ago, but it's a beautiful little film, uh, and I will post it on uh, my social media as well. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's vitally important. We are in a time of enormous conflict and struggle where the church is on the teetering on the knife edge of actual persecution. The FBI is infiltrating conservative Catholic churches in Virginia on the charge that they're domestic terrorists. Transgender, mentally ill people are shooting up churches and their manifestos are being hidden away by the government. And the media, is, the moment they find out it's a tranissary, not a Christian nationalist, they stop reporting on it. 
Um, this is this has all the earmarks of the beginning of a persecution. I, the closest historical parallel I can think of is the early 1990s in Rwanda, when the Hutu government that wanted to persecute the Tutsi minority started broadcasting incessant hate propaganda about the Tutsis all through the media. It was preparatory to something. When the Nazis wanted to do wanted to up the persecution of the Jews, they increased their vilification of it in the media. Um, attacks on churches in New York, a, they, a bunch of gay activists got managed to take over St. Patrick's Cathedral and have a fabulous gay drag queen funeral, and the and the church let them do it. I compare that to the Nazis attacking synagogues. On crystal, it, it's 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 absolutely unbelievable, folks. I want to say it again: if you, unless you're part of the solution, you've become part of the problem. Ask God to lead you in this because this is very, very urgent. We'll be right back with John Smirak. Our God-given freedoms are facing unrelenting attacks. It's a battle for truth, and the only way we win is if we stand together. Thankfully, Alliance Defending Freedom has been defending our rights for 30 years and winning. Right now, they're involved in two critical cases before the Supreme Court. They're suing the FDA for endangering the health and safety of women and girls. And in the second case, they're assisting the state of Idaho to defend its law, protecting the lives of women and their unborn children against the Biden administration's attempt to override the law and force doctors to perform abortions. Think about it. They need your help. With your best gift, you courageously join ADF in fighting critical Supreme Court cases against government lawlessness and help defend our cherished freedoms. Call 855-385-0596 right now or go to metaxastalk.com. Click on the ADF banner, metaxastalk.com. With your help, I've pledged to raise $35,000 by March 31st for ADF. Go to metaxastalk.com or call 855-385-0596 to make your best gift now. Hey, this is Eric Metaxas. For years, I've told you about Nutramedics, a professional supplement brand trusted by doctors since 1993. Nutramedics offers a variety of health bundles. Whether you want to support your immune system, improve your sleep, promote joint comfort or detoxification support, Nutramedics has a health bundle right for you. The best part about Nutramedics, every year they donate a minimum of 50% of their profits to Christian charities and missions. That's right, 50% of their profits. Nutramedics has a goal of surpassing 100 million in giving by 2030. Many of you take supplements already. Switch to Nutramedics. It's the highest quality and they donate 50% of their profits. Get 15% off by using the code ERIC during checkout. Go to Nutramedics.com and search health bundles. Support your health while helping others in need. Go to Nutramedics. That's N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com. Nutramedics.com. Use the code ERIC for 15% off. Again, Nutramedics, N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com. Nutramedics.com. Use the code ERIC for 15% off. Folks, welcome back. Uh, John Zmirak. Would you like to recommend a few movies for people to see? I always love it when you do that. Would you do that? There's a powerful new movie called Cabrini that I reviewed at Chronicles magazine. And it's a, it's a stunning, beautiful film by the same filmmaker who made Bella and the same filmmaker who made uh, Little Boy. Two beautiful films. Uh, Bella was one of the best pro-life films ever made. The new film Cabrini, it's about... The mass immigration that happened in the late 19th century and the Catholic Church's response to it. 
And what I find so painful is how perverted and twisted things have become today. In the 19th century, the U.S. needed millions of low-skill immigrants, invited them in legally, and then had no social services to care for them when things went wrong. These people obeyed the law, came to America, worked hard, and nobody took care of them when they were sick. They didn't have hospitals. We didn't have any kind of safety net. Mother Frances Xavier Cabrini was an Italian girl who started an order of nuns, got permission from the Pope to come to New York and minister to these Italian, the Italian immigrants whom nobody was taking care of. And she set up a chain of hospitals, orphanages, schools that now stretches all across the world. She did this even though she was sick leave having had tuberculosis. And my own mother received the last sacraments and breathed her last in Cabrini Hospice in Manhattan. So I have a very personal connection with this. And Mother Cabrini is the first American saint. Her body has never decayed since her death. And it sits in the gymnasium of a high school north of New York City in a glass case where they have basketball games and high school prom. You're kidding. No, I love being Catholic. We have- Where? Up, I think near Yonkers. I can't believe that I've never heard this before. Mother Cabrini High School, I think it's in Rockland County or Westchester County, has her body, which has not decayed in 100 years, and the kids play basketball in the gym where it resides. I love that. But the opposite is happening now. Now, we have low-skill immigrants we don't need flooding into the country illegally, and my own Catholic church is not using its own money to care for them. It's doing government contracts and making money off of it. The Catholic bishops in the last 15 years have made $3 billion from nonprofit contracts with the federal government, basically smuggling immigrants into the country. That's every dollar that they paid out for sex abuse they have made back through human trafficking. And Protestant charities are involved in it too. There are plenty of Protestant charities getting on the same gravy train. And if you wonder why church leaders are for open borders, it's because every time an illegal immigrant swings the Rio Grande, they cash a check. I, I did a podcast called Merely Catholic with Gavin Ascendon, who's a great Catholic theologian, was formerly chaplain to Queen Elizabeth II when he, before we, when he was still Anglican. And look it up, Merely Catholic. And in it, I talk about if we could find some way to financially incentivize the clergy, so that every time a woman doesn't abort her baby, they cash a check, then we might see more activity on the pro-life front among clergy, rather than constantly pimping for open borders where they cash a check every time someone violates our law. Now, so you mentioned the film Cabrini. Uh, I was going to say that- film. It's a beautiful film about when immigration worked the way it was supposed to and when the, the church worked the way it was supposed to. And Cabrini, uh, which is coming out, I guess, this month, um, it it's being distributed by Angel Studios. Of course, right. they did The Sound of Freedom, and they are distributing in November the Bonhoeffer film, which I have seen, and I cannot wait till that film comes out. To see a film, kind of like Cabrini, that... It, it, it does not push God out, but it's not a merely religious film. It's a great film with God in the center. That So that's uh, going to come out in November. Just so, so exciting. So exciting that that is happening. Um, was there another film that you were going to mention? Another movie I'd like to recommend starring Hilary Swank called Ordinary Angels. And I'm going to be reviewing that for stream.org this week. It's a, it's a true life story 
beautiful film about a very troubled woman. She's an alcoholic, a single mom, alienated from her only son who's in his 20s. Um, and she has no real purpose in life. She's going to bars and drinking too much and dancing on top of the bar. Um, she discovers a purpose in life. There's a family, uh, a, a father of two who's widowed, and one of his daughters needs needs a liver transplant where she's going to die. And this troubled woman, played by Hilary Swank, decides her purpose in life is to help this family. She couldn't fix her own family, but she could maybe help this family. And she does. She completely devotes herself to this puzzled widower who doesn't know why she's so interested to trying to help raise the money and help find the liver and help find transport for the organs and all the stuff needed so that this little girl can get the liver transplant she needs. And I don't want to spoil the ending, but it's a very powerful and beautiful film, again, based on real life, ordinary Americans, people of faith, digging deep and sacrificing to try to help their fellow citizen, their fellow child of God. And uh, it's so a, the title of this film that you just mentioned, Ordinary Angels, and it's it opened last week. And I, it is a beautiful, powerful, feel good film, but not nicey nice, not sanitized, not not fake. It has the not really- like the paintings of Thomas Kincaid, you mean? No, no, no. Which I'm pretty sure are line the walls of hell. Uh, so you mean there's some chiaroscuro, uh, yeah. more like Dostoevsky. Um, so it really is interesting. It seems like we're moving toward a renaissance uh, in, in, in faith-based film, TV. I mean, the idea that The Chosen is doing so well. Uh, and I keep talking to people. I'm working on a number of projects myself. Uh, I have to say, it gives me hope, frankly. It gives me hope uh, because you need this. It's not enough, you know, to elect Donald Trump. As important as I know that that is, it's not enough. Uh, we have to all get involved, uh, and we have to be involved in the media. Well, before we go to a break, final segment with John Zmira coming up. Let me remind you, folks, we're doing a very um, important fundraiser for the Alliance Defending Freedom. They are heroes. We need you to help them. Go to Metaxas talk.com you'll see the banner what they're doing is extraordinary they are fighting for our religious liberty they do it successfully we need to reward them uh they're not making money but we need to help them to do what they're doing they're doing it spectacularly so please go to metaxastalk.com give generously you'll see everything is right there all the information metaxastalk.com check it out we'll be right back with john smirak metaxastalk Com. In a land of milk and honey, I'll tell you one more time. Find it in your mind. Well, welcome back. Final segment uh, of this hour. Now, John Zmirak, I... Um, we had you, I think we'll air it tomorrow or Friday, but I invited you to be my guest at Socrates in the studio because you have written a very important book. Uh, obviously, I read it. I wrote the forward to it, but it's so important. And I'm just thrilled uh, that you've written a book that uh, people can read. Um, 
we've just got a couple of minutes, but I thought, can you tell my audience about the book? Because we need to get the word out. Yeah, and thank you for doing the forward, Eric. The book comes out in three weeks, but it's available for pre-order on Amazon. The title is No Second Amendment, No First. In it, I show not only that it's false to say that Christians shouldn't defend themselves and Christians should not support gun rights, but that the very notion of gun rights comes directly from the concern for religious liberty among our founders. The text of our Second Amendment was taken almost verbatim from the English Bill of Rights of 1690. That was what the English people demanded after they overthrew James II, who was a king who favored absolutism, who they were afraid would persecute Protestants. Uh, he was kicked out of power. They brought in William of Orange and, his, and Queen Mary. The condition of him taking the throne was that he signed this Bill of Rights. And one of them was that no Protestant could be deprived of the right to carry weapons. Now, what does that mean? That's very interesting. As a Catholic, at first I bristled at that, but then I thought, why? What's the connection? Oh, guns are to protect your religious freedom. If you don't have the ability to resist a tyrannical government, one of the first things that's going to go is your religious freedom. And indeed, if you look back historically, when Muslims conquered a Christian country, they prohib prohibited the Christians from having swords. When the Russia, Bolsheviks took over Russia. The first thing they did was seize everybody's guns. When the Nazis took over Germany, the first thing they did was take the guns away from the Jews and the members of labor unions. In the Middle East today, I, I carry this all the way up to the present, the Christians in Iraq, after our ridiculous war there, 700,000 or more Christians were either killed or driven into exile. Three-fourths of that community was destroyed. Why? Because our occupying authority in Iraq imposed gun control, and the Christians all obeyed the laws, and the radical Muslims did not. Did not. So gun control means that the weak, the marginalized, the minorities, are going to be vulnerable either to terrorism or to a hostile government. If you go up a few hundred miles to the country of Syria, there's a Christian minority there. They didn't obey gun control laws. They armed themselves, formed militias, joined with the Kurds, and defeated ISIS. Two very similar Christian communities, same language, same religious tradition, same churches. One of them are in refugee camps or shipping containers to this day. The other overthrew ISIS and are free, and Christianity is spreading in the Kurdish area of, of Syria because they have religious freedom, because they had guns. So anyone who tells you, Jesus wouldn't carry a gun, well, he did tell his apostles to buy swords. Uh, Jesus wouldn't want you to, to oppose the government. Oh, really? So he wouldn't have approved of Dietrich Bonhoeffer? He wouldn't have approved of resisting the Nazis? All these pacifistic arguments are aimed at lily-white, comfortable, bourgeois Christians who live in gated communities where crime is not a problem. Yeah, they people who actually don't care about the poor. Um, we're out of time, John. I'm so excited that this book is coming out. No Second Amendment, No First is the title. It's by John Zmirak, Z-M-I-R-A-K. John Zmirak, thank you. Thank you.